Hi everybody, I'm Ashley Bain, the Business Development Manager here at the Greater Oshawa Chamber of Commerce. And I'm Emma Kasha, the Communications and Marketing Coordinator at the Greater Oshawa Chamber of Commerce. And together we are ChamberPod! Welcome everyone to another episode of ChamberPod. Another day, another podcast, as me and Emma like to say. Today, basically at this point, right? Maybe by 20, end of 2021, we'll be able to look each other in the eyes, not over a computer. Today, we are with our guest, Paula Morlise from Your Money 101. Welcome. Thank you for joining us, Paula. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you on and see you virtually at least today. Good to be seen. (laughs) So we want to start out for our listeners that aren't aware of your business and what Your Money 101 entails. Can you explain a bit about your business for them? So my business is Your Money 101. We're located in downtown Oshawa in McLaughlin Square at 5th to Richmond. And it's a full service financial services company. So we do taxation. I also have a mortgage and insurance license. So my that's the focus is, is financial for for personal and also business because I also do small business accounting, taxation, and um, source deductions, remittances to to Revenue Canada. Perfect. And what type of businesses do you see? Are you mostly small businesses up to large? I prefer prefer small businesses. Perfect. For sole proprietorship or small corporations. Yeah. What would you say you specialize in the most throughout your business? Uh, Small businesses, sole proprietorships. And then, as we all know, COVID-19 has been a big topic throughout 2020. It has affected a lot of businesses. Can you tell us how your business has pivoted during the pandemic? Well, it's interesting because most people get their taxes done March and April. And, of course, the shutdown was mid-March. So there goes taxes. And, of course, we didn't get back into the office until June, July. So it was rough. And, of course, I do mortgages. And, of course, with mortgages... There has to be appraisals done, so more, the lenders were not sending anyone into people's homes to do appraisals. For insurance, the insurance companies were not sending anyone into people's homes to do medicals. So all three avenues basically closed within the space of not even days, because we, we just said, okay, as of March, whatever it was, mm-hmm. everything shut down. And, and it's, it's been rough. It's been really rough. So have you pivoted in any kind of way? Are you doing more like virtual online stuff or? Well, the insurance companies, they've stepped up because what they've done is now they're, they've increased their, their, um, their amount where you don't get up to $750,000 in coverage based on if you have, if you're health, if you're a healthy person, they, you, there's no medical. So, and they've made this, the process of doing the applications easier. So everything is done online. And we just actually had a Zoom two weeks ago with one of our companies and they're not doing even the DocuSign. Everything is done within the documents. And, and so it's a lot easier for us that way. Perfect. Well, I'll pass you over to Emma. I know she always has some riveting questions. Um, well, it's interesting. Your your business, you do kind of everything for everyone. Do you have a lot of clients? Have you noticed a bit of a drop off during COVID at all? Yeah, it's definitely a drop off during COVID uh, because most of the I don't most of them I would make an appointment to just go pick up their stuff and masking and distancing. 
and and just doing it and then once it's done because usually they'd wait and i'll do the return of the whip but there was no waiting so we'll drop it off as like a drop off and pick up type of situation so it was it was rough it was rough so do you do you require like paper documents or can you do a lot of things online most of the, most of the clients do send stuff online but there are others who like to drop off things that you know they just want, I guess, a physical contact with me, so they will drop off their documents. Right. Well, it's always nice to see you in person, right? That's, that's yes. That's yes. what we like. Yeah, and I like dealing with, like, I have a client who will come in to do his taxes, and then we we'll speak for an hour, nothing to do with taxes, and then we get it done. That's just the kind of relationship I have with my clients. So yeah. it's it's rough not being able to see them yeah. and not, you know, be in my office. I, want, I would love to be in my office. I would love to be in my office, but... It is what it is because you don't know who's coming, where they've been. So you have to be careful. Yeah. Well, hopefully this time next year, everyone will be so craved for that in-person attention. You're going to have to be living at your office because everyone's going to be coming by and just wanting conversations all the time. That is the goal. <laughs> that is the goal. So um, just to pivot kind of a little bit, um, it is Black History Month in February, and you are a proud Black business owner. Can you speak a little bit about your experience as a Black business owner in Oshawa uh, and, um, you know, how how the whole movement of last year, everything kind of came to light last year for a lot of people. And I, we're just curious on your perspective as a Black woman in business. Extremely, extremely difficult because as the COVID hit and I was watching the news and I was seeing so many of the African Caribbean and West Indian diaspora were dying at a much larger rate due to COVID, um, it really pushed me to write the book that I wrote, which is the book on African diaspora Wall Street. And it took me a month to write the book because it's basically everything that I've been working with studying for the last 25 30 years that's been in my head and i wrote the book for them to take a serious look at their personal finances because lucky for me i don't have to go out there to do my to, to work if i don't have to but there are other people they have no choice lucky for me i don't have health issues most of them have health issues right so this covid has put people into a different state of they have to start thinking financially about where they are and where they need to be and as a person now in the business because the money that's supposed to be out there is not coming to us because even this top up like i was just talking to one of my 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 contacts this morning who's who does the the financing for the for the covid top up most of the people who got it last time 95 percent of them didn't qualify I got something in the on my in my email on on the weekend from the BIA, which I sent to him to see what is this now because now they're offering something else. This grant, of course, who's going to get it? So here we are, forced to shut our businesses, and literally there's no assistance. I sent an email to the to Mr. Ford's office two weeks ago, asking why is he basically dangling all these carrots in front of us, knowing that we're in dire state, and he has not responded. So I'm thankful that I have you that I can speak to and I'm thankful that I have the community where I can, you know, the person I was speaking with this morning who does, um, who would help people with getting these loans, telling me it's not happening for us. We don't know why it's not happening for us. That's awful. How, yeah. how can, like, as a business organization, we only thrive when our members thrive. So it right. is, it is very important for us on a member to member basis 
that your business is successful because we would not exist without members. So how can we support you and, and how can other businesses who are other members as well support you? Maybe it's not just becoming a client, but is there another way that you you find you're maybe falling short or not getting the support you need that we can maybe fill that gap? Well, I think more support, more advertising in the initiative, because based on the book, what I've, I've been going to be doing a lot of community publications within the next couple of weeks for Black History. And one of the things I want to do is a 10-week financial empowerment workshop based on the book. So I'm going to walk you through the book, chapter by chapter for 10 weeks. And at the end of the chapter, you are going to be financially empowered to look at finances differently and to have a game plan of action. So So if this continues or if this happens again, you're not forced to go out there and work because you shouldn't have to die in order to earn a living. That's just crazy. I know that there are a lot of people, not just business owners, but a lot of individuals you wouldn't necessarily think of who work at places like the grocery store or, you know, a big box store who, you know, for one reason or another are going to work, whether that's their choice or they're being told they must. And I know that a lot of people are uncomfortable with that situation. And a lot of people are not in a position that they could deny that kind of work as well so exactly it's very and if they deny, and if they even if they try to deny the work that will probably cost them their job so they really have no choice and speaking of the box stores look at all the money that they've all made because of us and then here we are we're the ones because even my property tax from my office they're still being collected whether i make a penny or not you know, I, I think if they're going to shut us down, everything should be shut down. Because if we're not out there earning a living, what are they expecting us to do? That's just, that doesn't make any sense. And then when they don't respond to you and when they make you believe that there's help out there, when there actually isn't, certain people are getting it, others aren't. And as usual, is the ones who need it who are not the ones who are getting it. Yeah. Well, I know that you're not alone in that. I mean, we've all experienced it in one way or another some unfortunately much more than others uh so your book though you said you wrote it in a month that's impressive yeah yeah, yeah. actually actually i wrote it through um it's the raymond aaron program that i did it so we did a, a weekend um to get your book done weekend so it's a three-day weekend and during the weekend we did basically outline of the book and then because it was it's when you have it in your head and I'm a word person, so I just went in word and I just did it. And I like done it and then I sent it and it published and edited and they did it and the website is up and running. And I just picked up my copies from the printer on December 16th. So I've just been going around just promoting it now and talking to the community because I mean, I need the community support in order to get it done. And they've always been supported of me. So it's just a matter now that I have the book. And of course, the lady I was talking to earlier, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm in shock. I, I was like, cause I was looking at the website and I'm seeing all her credentials. Like, oh my god, what am I going to say to this lady? And I called her up and I'm there bawling. Cause yesterday I drove to the lake. Cause I, I just, whenever I need to decompress, distress, I just drive to the lake. So I drove to the lake, and I had a massive little blow up with God, <laughs> blow up with the universe. And I went to wash my hands by the water, even though it was cold. And then I came in and then I centered, and then I did. My, the final day of my three-day weekend um, doing talking about doing um, events. I did that, and then 
certain events are always positive people always positive images so it was nice and nice that my week and not my day off with a positive something from youtube so everything was just click and then i called my guy this morning and i go okay because you know he's an eight o'clock to eight thirty person you gotta call him or you won't get him and then i go okay, remember the lady you said you were supposed to introduce me to you when i gave you a copy of my book so he gave me the number and then we've been on the phone like half an hour now and she's just it's going to be a good relationship so things are looking up, but I still need to get back into my office and I still need to get my taxes done for my clients mm -hmm. or get their taxes done. Yeah. And I like sure. to do it one-on-one. -on -one. Well, um, so your book, what is it called and, and how can people it's, get a hold of a copy of that? It's, it's the book on African diaspora Wall Street 2020 since birth. And it's available on Amazon and the, the website is African diaspora Wall Street 2020 dot com or dot ca that's i feel cool. like she's that's gonna funny. be very busy in 2021 yeah she's it seems like it. she's doing yes. her workshops i have a lot to make up for <laughs> that's true yeah i do well um those are all my questions Do, is there anything that you wanted to add that you feel we either didn't cover or you wanted to expand on no i just want to thank you guys for contacting me and giving me this opportunity to speak and to just let people know that we're out there and you know whatever help you need financially we're here for you and emotionally if you need you know we're here to help well until next time i'm ashley bain i'm emma kasha and i am paulo morlis and this is and this is change, change pod. Pod.